Welcome back to A Fresh Story, the podcast where we have conversations about brave decisions to start over again. I'm Jenny. And I'm Olivia. And we're so glad you're here today. Hello, 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 sister. Oh, hi. I never know what to say when you say that. I panic when you say hello and I panic when you ask guests what their favorite, what the best last thing they ate was or whatever. I panic and I never, I ever forget everything I've ever eaten and how to say hello. So hello. Hello. (laughs) Hello. Uh, It's late at night. We're doing a special March episode, trying to do our sister episodes, our Mm -hmm. sister for Robin episodes. Mm-hmm. The hundred acre wood. Um, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> we just ate a late dinner. What did you have, Jenny? I had my like hyper fixation food wise right now, which is two pieces of a sandwich with toasted bread with two different kinds of honey mustard. I and um manchego turkey pickle. But then I have to eat it with honey mustard, like constantly dunking on the sandwich. I don't know what's going on with me. And chips. And I would hate mustard. Yeah, she does. So she hates it. Anyway. I mean, yeah. Do you want to talk about what you had or? Oh, I had a salad uh, with uh, actually put some baked potato in the salad, which was really good. And then I forgot my croutons and my loving sister for Ro- my sister for Robin brought them <laughs> to me so I could have some croutons. Sister I, for Ribbon and sister for Robin. We, I've been saying this a lot lately on social media, maybe not a lot, but that salad dressing and croutons are back in my life. I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm going to be honest. I don't know if they were ever in my life. Yeah, that's fair. And I'm embracing them now because they bring me joy. Salads are not just a weight loss food. They can also just be a food that people enjoy. And this is kind of the hill I will die on. Salads can be for joy. It's a it's a green hill, but it's a hill. Oh, beautiful. Thanks. So it is 2023. Do you know what that means? Uh, 2023 means, oh, I do know what it means. Mm. It means that um, May marked will mark your 20-year high school re- uh, anniversary. Graduation. Let's try this again. It's 2023. Do you know what that means? Yeah, it means that May will mark your June. 20- I graduate, we graduated June. high school in June. I don't know. We stopped going to school in May. Well, let's we can talk about that a little bit because there was yeah. a reason. Okay, mm-hmm. well, in June, June will be 20 years since I graduated high school. No, it's just saying good day, Thomas. Don't edit that out. So in June, it's 20 years since I graduated high school. Yeah. How do you, do you think you'll be going to your reunion? I know. Definitely not going to my reunion. You couldn't pay me a million dollars. Maybe a million dollars. A million dollars. A million dollars. I'm going to say probably. You show up and you'd be like, I have a million dollars. Yeah. The minimum would be like $50,000. Okay. Okay. Maybe a hundred. Depends who's going. If you, well, we'll get into it. If you told me that certain people were going. Olivia did not have. If no. you went to grade, your, here's a great question. Yeah. So we decided we're going to talk about high school. Some yeah. people said that they were interested in our Welcome high school experience. Welcome to the High School Experience podcast. Yes. If you had to grade your high school experience, what grade would you like? So like uh, all over, right? Well, Social. Not, I guess like overall, like a B minus. Okay. Social. Like a C. Mm, okay. Yeah. Overall, I'd give my experience like an A and I didn't really love it but it was like I got through it fine social a B plus yeah I didn't really have like a romantic life in high school and at high school but yeah um, yeah I had a lot of other 
I, I, yeah, I don't know. B plus. It wasn't bad. I didn't have a bad time. You had a bad time. Yeah, we'll 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 get we'll get into it as the podcasters say. So we went to we'll get a little background. We so we had an unusual high school experience because well for many reasons there was a, there was a many first of all multifaceted. First of all, if you know us, um, second of all, we went to a very very small private school for elementary school. Jenny's literally coughing nonstop as I'm talking. We went to a very small private school growing up, as we've talked about. We've talked to many people, Chaz Thomas, um, Andrew Scavani, like right? The teacher there. There's more people coming up that we're, we've talked. We will talk to that went there. Deborah, who was on your right, my Lindsay. Lindsay, right? So you know, you've been introduced to some of the characters from our the first private school we went to. Yes. And then the what was an interesting thing is that our parents met in high school. So both of our parents went to a Quaker high school um, on the North Shore of Long Island. Very it's famous. Friends Academy. Friends Academy. We're, we're not, not coy about it. It's called Friends Academy. It's a Quaker high school. And not only did our parents go there, but every, oh, in almost every other family member, except for one sibling on either side, Two went to. On one side, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Two siblings. On one side. Yes. But and our, so, so our dad's one of seven. Right. Five of them, including our dad, went there. Our mom's one of four. Three of them, including our mom, went. We had two cousins that went. Our dad's cousins went. And our grandmother taught there for a little yeah, while. Yeah. So it was just basically, and you did have to apply to get in. It was It's a very hard school to get into. We had a little bit of a leg up, I'm assuming, because, well, we both were very good students. Yeah, but I don't we think had that, the that al- was that alumni. Was like- thing Jenny, um, from who else was other people in my class I think I would have gotten in without the no and connection. we were both very very good students yeah so but we we kind of went into the school with a lot of you know and I guess I guess now that I'm thinking about it we're talking about it I guess it's not that different than like growing up in the same town and going mm-hmm. to public the same public school your parents right. went to right. right yeah right like people do go to the same school that their parents went to but it does it we I had a narrative of how things were gonna go Right. And right. and we can get into that narrative when we talk about my experience. But I had a narrative yeah. that I would meet my person in high school. Because Me too. Me even too. though our parents weren't together anymore by then, like yeah. they were still they had come together to like mm-hmm. make us. I'm sorry. Yeah. I hit the microphone. Make us. Yeah. And um, it just felt like that was kind of what was supposed to happen. Well, and not just person. not just our parents, but our aunt and uncle met there. And that's our, true. You know, and oh, so, yeah. I did not even right. mention that. So all of that family and then also our uncle by marriage. And then he's one of what four and like yeah. three of them went there, too. Yeah. So we basically there was a lot of us there and we grew up like our uncles and aunts on our dad's side are younger on the younger side. And so we grew right. up a little bit. There are a lot of their friends who went to right. Friends Academy. Right. So right. we were like very, and then we also went to the, the summer camp there yeah, which before was so we cool. went to school there. Right. So, so cool that we did that. We were, yeah, were so cool. So we were like entrenched into the school, just like into the school before we went. Yeah. Um, And, you know, it, it was just, I think, interesting kind of going into it with those, like, yeah, like you said, like that narrative, those stories of like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, our parents, not not only were they high school sweethearts, but that was the high school that they they met at when they were yeah, 15, and like 14. Every right. story, I don't know how everybody else's childhood's like what mm-hmm. they were steeped in, but right. our childhood and our cousins, like I think of Charlotte, mm-hmm. you know, were steeped in these stories about their high school experience. Right. So, you know, we were just entrenched in the mythology of this place. Right. Exactly. It's a great way to say it. Yeah. So, um, and the other difference too between us is that I only went for 10th, 11th, and 12th grade, mm-hmm. and you went for a full high school experience. Yeah, yeah, and then so our brother went from seventh grade on. 
Yeah. Very different experience. And he had yeah. a completely different experience. Yeah. Then. I think that we all each had increasingly better experiences. Yes. Yeah. The more time we were there, we had better yeah. experiences. Yeah. So since you had the more traditional high school experience there, uh, why don't we start with you? Well, okay. You know, I don't know. What, what was it like? Do you remember like your first day of high school? I do not remember my first day. I remember visiting. We They, they give you the opportunity when you're like looking at private schools to go visit for a day. And they do their your interview at the end of the day, and your parents come back. It's very like Gilmore I don't think process. I did that. You didn't visit. I'm not no. surprised by that. No, I'm not surprised by that. But I was toured around by Cat Christie, who's shout like, out to Cat Christie, truly one of the kindest people in the world. Yeah, we'll yeah. tag her in this. Um, and I always remember that. I think it was with Cat Christie. I was with Kim Dawson. Why Kim? Oh, um, and maybe Hillary Armstrong, somebody like that. Like they were all kind of like crew girls. Mm-hmm. Um, Literally they were crew. Just, they were, they did li- crew. Yeah, they, they rode crew. Yeah. They were so nice. I don't remember my first day of school. Um, I do remember, well, <laughs> we won't have this conversation, but I started school in September, 2001. So it was just a couple of days later that 9-11 happened, but we it's won't crazy. even, we're just going to like, yeah. we've we're talked about not it before about on the that. podcast. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. Um, one of the things that we had to do my freshman year, which you did not have to do because you came in in 10th grade was we had an outdoor ed trip. And I talked about this. I don't remember if we address this on Laura's, but we had this outdoor ed trip. We came back from it and I had by this point spotted my guy. I'd figured out the guy I was supposed to walk out of that high school with hand in hand, walk down the aisle with his name was Audie and handsome. Scottish looking tall, dude. Yeah. Tall. You have a type. Uh really yeah, seriously. Like d- like dark brown, like light brown, dark red hair, uh, gorgeous. And I didn't I spotted him and I liked him. And uh we were on the bus on the way back from outdoor ed. I don't remember what was happening, but I liked him. I'd also sneezed and blow like uh got a blood like shot eye. I don't even know how. And he slipped a piece of <laughs> ice down the back of my pants and it was like this is it this is him um and I feel like my high school experience was mostly marked by my relationship with him Mm -hmm. to be honest with Mm you um you know I spent a lot of years worried that other girl I was I was crazy about him I mean in 10th grade I took I had a little detour distraction where I was 10th grade or 11th grade now I can't remember where I was flirting with Louise, who I would later date later in Mm -hmm. life. But most of my high school career was marked by being wildly in love with Audie, culminating in we went to junior prom together, which was the end of our junior year. Um, And we had become really good friends. He was, you know, traditional high school boy, kind of distant sometimes. You know, we had just... This was around the time that people were getting cell phones. Um, I didn't get one till I turned 16, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like the end of my, yeah, that was my junior year. And so we're texting all the time and, you know, little Nokias and a- AOL as a messenger. Nokia. I miss my Nokia. I think I gave it to one of the kids to like throw it on the ground the other it. day. I love it. It's like a security blanket. <laughs> um, And... We went to junior prom together and he was looking at me in this way. And I was like, this boy's in love with me and I'm in love with him. And we're going to get married and have three children together. We're going to go to Columbia together. That was my plan. And we're going to get married and have three children. And uh, his mom would say things to our mom, like, you know, I really want my boys to do grad school before they get married. And my mom was like, okay, (laughs) good for them. And so 
junior prom we go and he's just like looking into my eyes and I'm looking into his eyes and we're holding hands and like beautiful. Um, couple weeks later, he would let me know that he was not actually into women and is into men. Um, that took me about three months to grapple with. I was thinking about this. Like, I feel like, okay, so that was, um, how many years ago? 18 years ago. That was, yeah, like, it was about almost 20 years ago. It was like right. 19 years ago. Yeah. Right. So, you know, we have younger cousins that, you know, are going through high school now and I'm watching them and I'm like, they're talking about this stuff, right? Yeah. This is so open and vocal. And we had no, I mean, there was like a couple of guys that probably were out of the closet outside of school, but not inside of school. Um, And there was no, I mean, it was just, there was no one and it wasn't a conversation. It wasn't a thing. Um. And I always hold space for myself then because I did a lot of goofy things after that, um, after he told me that, like, and I think it was really hard. I had to sort of like recalibrate yeah. my whole life. Good news is I actually didn't have to really, really recalibrate my whole life because like, I, he loves me so much. He maintains such a like mm -hmm. strong love for me and, and like. Audie has always loved me in the way that I now understand I need to be loved by like a man in like this romantic way. Um, just incredibly caring and thoughtful. And, mm -hmm. you know, we never like <clears throat> counted a dollar against each other. Like we always like balance each other out. And um, we spent my senior year. I knew he was gay. Nobody yeah. else knew he was gay. Yeah. And I always, we would always laugh because we'd be like, why would people think we're dating? Because I don't know, Jenny, you held hands everywhere you went. You sat in his lap all the time. He always had his arms around you. He had his arm around you. You were waist. very affectionate. We yeah. were very affectionate with each other. We remain very affectionate with each other. Um, and it was so funny. And, and we ended up going to senior prom together. I'll go backwards. But like we ended up going to senior prom together. Um, and he came out after at after prom. And he went to college and, you know, we stayed very close. And now he's been with his boyfriend for partner for like, God, no, like 15 years. They own a house together. Um, but it, that was, I feel like most of my high school experience was marked by that, that, that relationship. And I you know, wonder we were, how unusual that is. I, I feel like it can't be that unusual at this point. Probably not that. I can think of a bunch of girls we went to high school with that probably had the same experience and we should probably talk about it. <laughs> um, and yeah, probably not that unusual, to be honest with you. And 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 honestly, such a beautiful, transformative, wonderful relationship, like taught me a lot about relationships. Um, but yeah, so most of my high school experience was marked by him. We were in Latin together, he and I. Um, and, and Latin at that school was like a Latin at that thing. school. We'll talk about it. I mean, yeah. So that was the pro the predominant feeling of my high school mm -hmm. experience. Mm -hmm. um, I had some girlfriends, you know, Laura, but... Mm -hmm. I didn't totally invest in that. There was a lot of drama with with mm -hmm. high school girls. There's a lot of drama, a lot of goofy drama, um, a lot of. Com well, I felt very competitive with other girls because I needed to get Audie's attention. Joke was on me. Um, but I I pursued a lot of romantic, uh, socialization outside of school. I would come up and visit you, and yeah. that's where I would meet guys. Yeah. And I was like, what? I think it was when I was like a junior that I started. Right. That makes sense. I was a junior when you were a freshman in high school and college. Right. And so I would come up and. Your senior year, you came up because I was lot. a sophomore then. Right. And you were in Asia tree. Yeah. Right. And so I had, I was in the theme house and, and we just mm -hmm. were crazy wild about. 
Yeah. And then once I was in college too, but yeah, Mm -hmm. that was the predominant like marker of my college experience. I mean, my high school experience, um, it didn't work very hard, but I did well. But I just want to go back because, like, I don't think I really yeah. under I wasn't. Yeah, let's talk about it. I wasn't really like because you were. Let's see, when he came out, you were a junior, so that's my freshman year. Right, I wasn't home. No, like that's a huge thing for you to have to like untangle on your own. It was, and so okay. Well, the whole story is that, uh, like, I'll tell it. Um, he was very vulnerable and and came out to me, and I'm so proud of him i'm so grateful that he trusted me with that because i know it wasn't easy for him um but it definitely took a while for my brain to catch up and i didn't totally understand and i i was very physically drawn to him too um and i sort of like you know tested the waters i tested the waters yeah i like pushed him a little bit like just verb like suggestively and he fair enough shut down and like disappeared on me and this was summer um i remember this yeah this was summer i remember this yeah. <laughs> we had gone to the dominican republic mm-hmm. for spring break is that right for spring break it must have for been end of winter break i think it was yeah it was in the in the, let's in the winter called the, the early 2004 we'd gone mm-hmm. to the dominican republic and i had gotten really bad food poisoning and it does all go together mm-hmm. <laughs> i'd gotten really bad food poisoning Mm-hmm. Um, and I came home and I just proceeded with my life, but then that summer happened, um, or not that summer that he, he comes out to me late spring. And then we, um, I'm, I say this stupid thing to him and, and he mm-hmm. sort of disappears on me. I spent the majority of the next two months running to the bathroom thinking I was going to throw up all the time. Mm-hmm. I was constantly sick to my stomach and thought I was going to vomit. Um, you lost a ton of weight. I lost a ton of weight. I got really sick Mm -hmm. and we didn't know what was going on. And my mom had to take me to the doctor and the doctor, the doctor basically said, you have, you've ripped up your insides from this terrible food poisoning. And then you didn't really give yourself a chance to heal because why you didn't know. And you're just, you're having really bad acid reflex constantly. So I was on Prilosec and he said, you can't, um, my mom always laughs at this story. You can't eat. He said, you have to have no fat, very little caffeine, um you can't eat like you can eat a bagel but you can't have cream cheese and I started crying and he like he was a friend of my grandfather's um who had passed recently and he like laughed at me and he was like are you really crying and I was like yeah I want cream cheese like I want cream cheese and it was awful and so I I got really I was really skinny I'm this little like waif Mm -hmm. and uh I'm not talking to my best friend anytime anybody mentions his name I run to the bathroom anytime I think about him anytime I think about people that are associated with him I run I mean I was it was miserable right and um my aunt took me to go look at colleges um and so we went up to Boston for the weekend and this was late no it was August oh and we go up, we take the ferry up to Before your senior year of high school. Before my senior year of high school. So it's 2004. We take the ferry up to Connecticut and we go to look at colleges and we take the ferry back down. And as I'm on the ferry, standing up um, on, on deck, I see this couple, this middle-aged couple. And I think to myself, that's so funny. Those people look just like Audie's parents. And I go downstairs and he's sleeping on a bench. And they were taking his brother up to college. His brother went to Wesleyan. And I was just like, 
and I kicked him. It's <laughs> just like, <laughs> and I kicked him. And that was how we reconnected. That was how crazy we started story. again. It's a crazy story. I mean, it makes yeah. me cry, like, thinking about it because Actually, it, was it mimics, and it mimics, like, how you got back together with Thomas, too. Yeah, I know. I know. It's funny. And, like, I really yeah. do feel that, like, the way Audie is with me and the way that he's always, like, revered me is so exactly what I found in Thomas. And there's this um, email that Audie sent me in... I mean, I can find it I, or I have it cut out and in my diary, like, and it must've been like, I don't know, 2003, 2004. And it describes what the man who will af- appreciate me will be like. And it is Thomas. And it's so scary. Like, it's almost like he knew he was like prescient mm-hmm. enough to know. Yeah. So that's how we reconnected. And then we spent my senior year, like going out for pizza where I would eat the pizza crust without like with the tomato sauce scraped off and he would eat my cheese like you know we were inseparable in my senior because I finally had time to like let my brain catch up with this new information mm-hmm. and obviously I was I just wanted him to be happy but I had my life planned like I was like this and is my so guy young. I was so young I mean I didn't know what side was up and what side was down. Yeah. I had no idea but I remember like coming to school my junior year with a hickey that I'd gotten up at college by you mm-hmm. and like wanting him to see it like mm-hmm. you know like that kind of thing mm-hmm. um anyway so yeah so that's how we reconnected and then we were just we were inseparable and that was you know we did we just we did everything together and including yeah. our senior year project which it was this thing at our high school since it was a Quaker school and um they wanted to give back to the community mm-hmm. we would do these things called independent service projects at the end ISP. of our senior year ISP yeah. And so I also didn't drive. Uh, we both, Olivia and I both got our license kind of late, especially for Long Island. Um, so I relied, my mom, our mom was very careful about who we drove with, which is understandable. And um, I was allowed to drive with Audie. So that was like a huge part of it too. So um, for when you're a senior, you get out of school, what, let's like two or three weeks before everyone else yeah, your last like, day of classes is like wait, two or three it was pretty early i feel like it was like may 2nd or something it was it was early it was pretty early and you have like these two or three weeks to do this independent service project and you mm-hmm. kind of have to come up with the project idea and pitch it and get approved and then do it and then come back and, and then and right, present and, it and present it yeah. present it yeah and so my independent service project i did with audi of course because we were like mm-hmm. i was like you know, either I'm going to do something where I have to be home or I'm going to do something where I can do it with Audi. Um, And we decided to, we done a lot of like construction at our school that year. So we decided to uh, bake pies and cakes for all of the people in the neighborhood, which is funny because it's such a posh neighborhood, but like as if they needed our pies and cakes, but we did that and we, we said a note basically saying like, we're really sorry about all the construction. We appreciate you putting up with it. And we did that for two weeks and we just had the best time together. Yeah. So we did that together. I mean, we went to prom together. Yeah. Um, he wore we'll this some pictures. really gorgeous Ralph Lauren. Um, what's that called? Seersucker suit. Yeah, Seersucker suit. Vintage. Audi had great, always has had great taste in clothes. Um, and I wore a beautiful Betsy Johnson dress that is she so will never gorgeous. get over. Yeah. I will never get over. It's so we'll beautiful. We'll share the pictures. It doesn't look like Betsy Johnson. Where did you buy the dress? Over. The city? Um, Olive Bet. Yeah. On, uh, on uh, Columbus. 89th or something? Yeah. Yeah. On Columbus by dad's yeah. place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the it's probably nice to date to the most expensive piece of clothing I've ever owned. But I've worn it a bunch of times since then. I can't fit into it anymore, but that's okay. How much was I'm it? Twenty years older. Five hundred dollars or something like that. Three hundred dollars. I don't know. I bought it for like your that. dad. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Thanks, Dad. 
Thanks, Dad. Um, and so that was, yeah, that was like the majority of my high school experience. I'm trying to think of other like things to say about it. Well, what was your favorite class in high school? Oh, good question. Um, I, I mean, we all, we all loved Latin because it was a weird abusive relationship we had, we a, had there was a there was a la- so anybody if anybody's listening to this from friends academy like yeah. chime in the latin <laughs> teacher at friends was named doc don phillips which is doc by phillips. the way a name you can never find right and he He's was like he looked into... like einstein and he mm-hmm. was completely inappropriate with the students and his classroom for some reason had a couch always always so I should say this too. When I started high school, they were doing a total renovation to the school. So yeah. my first year we had classes in um, trailers. trailers. Yeah. And it's funny because somebody pointed out, Melanie pointed out that we had two yearbooks dedicated to um, construction, like the 2001 and 2002 were both all about construction. If you look uh-huh. at the yearbooks. Yeah. So we had classes and trailers. So even my freshman year, when doc, it was in a trailer, he still had a couch in that room. He was like a movie character and he, he is he a total movie character. Like, oh, he was a hard teacher, hard class. Yep. You had to really get on his good side. He was like, mm-hmm. no bullshit. He would curse at you. He would do so, so all, all crazy. Things, but he but also like, would like love a day where he just didn't feel like teaching and just wanted to go. Well, he would like, yes, he was a huge freaking gossip. gossip. But also like he fostered this like amazing community within the walls of his classroom. And so like you did feel safe there. Like you weren't yeah. going to be bullied in Doc's classroom. Like you no. were it like it was just but like anybody that would like if you're listening and like you had Doc Phillips like you know if you know you know hashtag Doc Phillips like but then he could also turn on you. So if you oh, if yes. you came in and this never happened to me because I always did my homework but sometimes people would come in and be like I didn't do my homework. Let's see if we can get him to like gossip. He could sniff it out immediately Mm-hmm. be like oh you didn't do your homework like mm-hmm. well, <laughs> yeah. immediately yeah yeah and he also had all of his little expressions like yeah. what happens if you go to the well too often i know i know, <laughs> I, know. I, I, I we'll get into it because because trevor, trevor used to trying to well. get you yeah. to say like the uh i don't know like the past like participle or something yeah. be like what does a sheep say bah I mean, he's he's what made me want to teach Latin. Like he, mm-hmm. you know, love it, love he's it. Completely unhinged. But though. you you took a different route in high school than I did, class wise. Yes, I did. Um, well, because well, you want to talk about roots, um, narratives, narratives. Yeah, I was. Ugh, this is such a long story, but when I was in the sixth grade, that was when we just that was when we sort of got pushed in a in a math tier. Um, and I hadn't been doing well in my early sixth grade math because we had a lot going on with our custody situation. There was a lot going on. So yeah. sixth grade was the year that we went from having 50-50 custody with our parents to having every other weekend with our dad, right. which was the right decision at the time. Yeah. Um, but because of that, I came into seventh grade with very low. Oh, so I guess it was seventh grade that we had tiered math um, I, with very low math scores. And right. I kind of looked around and I said to my math teacher, like, I'm not supposed to be here. And she said, okay, well, prove it to me. If you can do well in the next couple of tests, I'll I'll bump you up. And I did. And she did. And that sort of set me up for a trajectory through my life where I was in a slightly advanced math, um, which wasn't unheard of. Like they had it, you know, it was very normal in our high school for ninth graders to be in 10th grade math and then, you know, go up from there. Um, But because of that, they also sort of hustled me along into sciencey things. And so I took my senior year. They didn't let me take any more um, advanced placement classes because they I had 
AP math, AP calculus, AP Latin, AP physics, which was a joke. Like I'm not good at physics and I didn't understand what Doc Richardson was saying ever. I hid on the day of my AP Latin exam. I mean, AP uh, physics Physics. exam. I hid, like I hid my body so I didn't have to take it. Did you not take it? I just didn't take it. (laughs) I didn't know that. I just didn't take it. I don't know why I thought that was like not a big, I mean, you took a final, like I finished the class. But That's crazy. The, I, I don't know why I was just like, I'm not taking this. Audie and I hid, I think probably in one of the, probably in Mr. Singal's office, like to be honest with you, or what was that weird little, like, it was like off the science wing. There was like a, I don't know, like a video room or something. And we hid in there, know. Mr. I Albert's office about or something. The whole building. Um, <laughs> and so, but I also took psych. So, and then I took, I did like a, um, what's it called? Like a, for like when you do uh, independent study science too i did like another independent study i, don't I think there was also like a thing there too of like getting into college right so it well was yeah like... so they so they positioned us very early on audie and i desperately desperately wanted to go to columbia together neither of us got in we both got into bu and i thought you know what i should go to another school because it would have mm-hmm. been weird we would have gotten weird you like where did he end up going bu he went oh. to bu oh, I but know. i didn't I don't know why. I don't know Um, And so, know. yeah, you know that, of course, you know where Audi <laughs> went to school. Um, yes. And so they packaged us as these things. Right. And early. so Audi's thing, just for example, was crew and art. And mine was science. And I guess it was unusual enough to be a girl that was kind of interested in science. Um, and languages, kind of? No? No. You did Latin. No. Yeah, but that had nothing to do with why oh. I went to school. No, no, no. Okay. No, it was science. I was supposed to go to NYU for science, which is... Goofy. Why did like, you continue with Latin? It's like because you knew a little bit of it in high school. Yeah. Um, you didn't... Oh, because I took French and Latin in middle school. Yeah. Um, probably because cause you like Doc Phillips. Yeah. yeah. And, and and like yeah. I, Although I think... to be fair, I mean, like I think a lo- all the language teachers were very good at friends. I mean, I adore Madame Bavard, who's one yeah. of the language and, teachers. And um, yeah, but I knew that your experience. Yeah, Mr. Posada. Um, and Miss Hall, right? She yeah. taught Spanish there too. Um, I liked Doc. I don't know. I think I just like was interested in Doc Phillips and like what he had to offer. The cult. Yeah, I think, and I think like you had a really positive experience in that class. I also had. I always felt like I wasn't doing very well in languages, and so then I didn't really want to go backwards or like find yeah, where totally. that gap was, which is why yeah. like I dropped both of those things in college and went for Russian. Um, so yeah, so that, I, that's why I took Latin and then, so they packaged me as this little science girl and that got me into NYU Yeah, and great for that because then I took right. a science class at NYU and got like a B minus and was like, eh, no, not for me. <laughs> the science classes were early. Um, yeah, but yeah. I had a, I would say a generally positive. I didn't really have a group of friends. I had, you know, my right. freshman year I did a little bit, but I, that didn't really work out for me. Um, though I'm still friends with a lot of those girls. I just, I've never, it never felt right. And, you know, I was friends with like Lorna Bruzzo and, and people like that, but I never really had a group um, as discussed. You know, there were some guys in my class that I never even had conversations with like Rob yeah. Abney. Yeah. Um, shout out but to it Rob was Abney. a small class. It was 196 people. I think it was. Um, yeah. Shout out to Rob Abney, friend of the pod. Yeah. And um, the thing about friends which I think maintains for you too, mm-hmm. is that even though there are people I did not talk to and people that I didn't really have a relationship with, like I can almost draw on anyone. I, there's very few people that I'm uncomfortable going to now that I would be uncomfortable connecting with now. Um, and most of the people, most <laughs> are incredibly 
sweet and kind. I, well, you, yeah, not your from class. your class. No, from, my, from your, from my class and from the class above me, the class between yeah. us. Yeah, they were nice. Like Kat Christie's class, yeah. Ben Ryan's class. Like, yeah. those people yeah. are just like they're really good people. Mm-hmm. Um, your class, mm-hmm. not I ended so up. Much. No, I ended up becoming friends with a lot because we had mixed. Maya Clauber, um, I have to say, we Maya love Clauber. Maya. We Maya. adore Maya. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Print she sent you right now. Um, you're right. The class below me was very nice, and I did end up becoming friends with a lot of them. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. 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 And and even the class above you was nice too. And the class below me, yeah. Emma yeah. Brockway, like all these people were really lovely. Um, so I had a good experience, and I do feel like, you know, I've gone to the reunions. I I I alluded to this, but I did date um somebody that I dated in high mm-hmm. school post high school I was right. post college um for a bit too and you know because of that there's like other people that I've connected with so yeah yeah it's it, it was an, it was a very it's such a like a culture of its own like to have gone to friends academy yeah mm-hmm. anyway we have this strict dress code do you yeah. want to talk about it I think I I think I blocked it out okay well so so you had to wear a skirt. Girls had to wear a skirt to their knees. Um, you had you could not wear sneakers. You had to wear like a loafer or like a ballet flat, which I'm going to say this. None of this existed for teenagers. No, in the none. early 2000s. None. None of this. None. You had to wear a button down. You could wear a sweater over your button down. You couldn't wear if you wore a dress. You couldn't wear spaghetti straps. You had to Nobody cover. wore dresses. I wore dresses. Oh, I wore dresses because my senior year, because I just like didn't know what to wear. Um, I wore a lot of dresses. I would wear strapless dresses with a sweater over it. Um, And you could wear a dress, but you couldn't show your shoulders. Um, If you wanted to wear pants, I believe you had to wear a blazer with it. You had to wear like Mm -hmm. slacks. There couldn't be back pockets on your pants. Shout out to the editor pants from Express. Seriously, a shout out. Did we have to tuck in our shirts? I don't think we had to tuck in our button downs. I don't remember. At Eastwoods, we did, but at Friends, I don't think we did. The boys had to wear a jacket on Thursdays. That was when mm-hmm. we went to meeting for worship, and a tie and a button down and slacks. And we all had to wear like nice shoes. In the winter, we could not wear boots. Like you couldn't wear like. I'm really trying to think about what I wore. I'm like really trying to think. I wore a lot of like semi bell bottom khakis. Yeah. You always were more comfortable in pants than I was. I was never really comfortable in them. Yeah. But- Maybe we didn't have to wear a blazer. I don't friends. think we had to wear a blazer, but I'm kind of says we did. And then we could wear like yeah. turtlenecks in the winter. I think you could wear polo shirts. No. Yeah, later on, I think our maybe in time... the summer, in the spring, or in the yeah. summer a little bit. Yeah, yeah in the spring in this in the spring we could, but it was a very strict dress code to the point where I wish they had just given us a uniform. Mm-hmm. I mean, same with Eastwoods. Um, but mm-hmm. I I'm so jealous of girls these days because like these things are available. We had to wear like. I mean, Express Talbots. really came in clutch. Yeah, Talbot. It was like, expensive. And yeah, the, and yeah, it yeah. was expensive and long days and uncomfortable clothes is yeah. what I have to say about that. And long so, bus rides. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a whole other thing. But yeah, so that was, for the most part, I'd say my high school experience. Do you want to tell us about your high school experience now? <laughs> well, I had a very different high school experience. Yeah. Also marked by romantic relationships, though. Like, it, it really did set the tone for my yes, high school it did. experience. It did. So I went, I started friends in 10th grade. So I actually stayed at Eastwoods for ninth grade. We had 10 kids in my freshman year class at Eastwoods. So I also struggled a lot with anxiety. And um, who are you texting over there? Tess. Oh, our sister. Yeah. 
Shout Don't out worry. to our sister. No, I'm just thinking, <laughs> thinking this through. I I struggled a lot with anxiety. I I distinctly remember going to. We went to this therapist back then who was not great we were just talking about her no i'm not going to say her name because she's still practicing but she was not a very good therapist but anyway so i i but uh, the reason i bring it up is because i remember distinctly being 14 and it was actually well maybe i was 13 it was i was the end of my eighth grade year middle of my eighth grade year and going to therapy and she basically said i think you should go to friends academy or i didn't have a choice i think you should apply to friends academy for high school and starting in ninth grade ninth grade and I knew it was not the right decision for me. Talk about like instincts and gut mm-hmm. instincts and mm-hmm. intuition. I knew that I would not be okay if I went there. I knew I needed like another year of yeah, like really figuring a little more myself shelter. out. And yeah. I'm, I've always been a big fish, small pond person. And like I went to college, it was the same thing, right? So mm-hmm. I remember walking out on our therapy session because she was so insistent that I wasn't listening to her and that I was like, you know, not basically like getting out of my comfort zone. Shout out, funny is that years later, that's what my ex-husband said to me as well. So clearly people didn't understand me, but I guess so why I did end up staying at Eastwood. And I'm grateful that our parents like listened to what I needed um, because they mm-hmm. could have easily had said, you're going to high school, you know, yeah. at Friends Academy. So I ended up going to Friends in 10th grade. Now, my first day of going there, I was already like kind of an I would say like a little bit of an odd bird. And I I just well, I was like a little odd. I, I don't just know. Don't know where the story's going. So like my so my first day there, I ended up connecting with my friend Trevor, who is has recently who he passed away, but he's a big part of my narrative in life. And he was friends with Matt, this guy Matt. And the two of them were kind of like this like vaudeville act. That's like the best way to describe them. Mm. And they kind of like took me under their wing. It was like a little bit of like a like a Oliver Twist situation. I, so uh, Trevor was handsome and tall and would mimic. Trevor was a mimic. And so he could like mimic anybody's voice. He used to do Doc Phillips like perfectly. So they kind of like took me under their wing. And I, um, yeah, of course, Trevor was smart. Then Matt had a kleptomania problem. Yeah. And he started. <laughs> he, said, I forgot. he started stealing things and hiding them in the woods. Where and can you describe what woods he would hide them in? Off the sports fields. He had like a whole like so like by the tennis. People sports? used to go back there. I, I think to do drugs. Yeah, I think that people again, used this to... is a world you and Rob. I, I, apparently I put this together. No, no, I think I put this together much later in my life. Got it. But I remember this is like a core memory for me. Like the first was like this, and this is we're just gonna get. I'm just gonna say names. So like, like maybe it was like a week into school, and I was like, I'm just gonna be with them. They're funny. We all had Latin together, and Doc Phillips was my my advisor, advisor. so like I was always in his classroom and so I and there was a part of me that wanted to rebel a little bit right because I had been such a good girl my whole life well yeah and so they were at, fun he was fun right so at 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 break or whatever we had like a break one day or no class or whatever yeah Trevor and Matt were like let's um go take a walk to the woods or something whatever it was and I was like okay I'll go along and Georgette Trot came across us and was like where are you guys going she was a coach and like a, a phys ed teacher and and, I, my, and, friend and uh, my friend josh's mom who and my friend and Shay, mom. And josh and Shay's also mom. recently passed right. r.i.p yeah and matt in the and i will never I, you know if people say i'm delusional and like i just like say what i say he looks at her and he goes i left my blue hat over in the woods over in the field over there and i kid you not she goes, go get it. He came back with a blue hat. 
probably stole a blue hat. I, I don't know what happened. He didn't know anyway, anyway, during all this Michigas that was happening, and I became very close to Trevor, and Trevor, be- Trevor, and I ended up hanging out with Deborah, and they became close. Whatever. I, I, you know, I was very, it was, there was a couple people that Deborah, who I went all through Eastwoods with, she was on another episode. She um, ended up becoming friends with, and and they were nice people. And so we all kind mm-hmm. of ended up hanging out in the middle of all that. um, I met this boy mm-hmm. and very sweet boy. so sweet looking back. I think that, so Matt and Trevor didn't like him. And now I see it's because they probably liked me. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, Matt made it very clear he was in love with me after like yeah. three days. I have a letter. I st- Matt, if you're listening, I still have a letter from him. I have Matt, all my love letters. By Matt, the we're way, gonna find, she's everybody gonna needs to, to know LinkedIn. that I still have all my love letters. <laughs> I um, threw most of mine away. <laughs> no. And so, um, he wrote me basically this letter. Matt wrote me this letter that was like, "If you decide to pursue this other person, I will understand, but it will break my heart forever." Um, you should contact him and see if it's still broken. I should. That that's my next novel, and um, to all the boys who love me before. Anyway, by by uh, by the October first, by yeah, October I mean it 1st, happened so fast. It was by October first. I was I I was right. I was fifteen. I was madly in love, and again that narrative, right? Of like I'm gonna. This mm-hmm. is it. This is my guy. Yes. I met him. He was now the guy. This guy. I'm not gonna name his name, but he was Jay. Um, Jay. Okay. So Jay was um a very well-known athlete in the school, but pretty like not he was not like he didn't socialize because his sport wasn't well like recognized in the school. So he had to go off school to do it. So he wasn't brag, around a lot. He was like number 13 in the country of like junior players. Yeah. Does that make you feel good inside? It does, yeah. Okay. Still. I remember like back this was like pre-google almost and i would like look him up and it would like come up on this like janky website and he'd like be listed like myspace yeah i mean the thing was I mean, like he was a prodigy they, well speaking of well what well, i don't know about that because i think speaking of like of like marketing ourselves they yeah. marketed him early as a professional tennis player mm-hmm. and he didn't end up going around to do that but he sacrificed. Right, but I'm saying he was young and he was talented at, at he a young talented age. And he yes, was talented. Yes, I mean, he sacrificed a lot. He sacrificed. Uh, we have other friends that were dancers. The same thing happened to them, right? It's like, I mean, that's what happened to Audie a lot too, right. right? Like, yeah. And so, and he was so sweet, so cute, but he didn't have really other friends at the school. And so I kind of, I sacrificed my friend group to be with him in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. Like mm-hmm. I gave up kind of the bonding experience of like lear- getting to you know focus new people. In. Yeah. I did, but all but he was really sweet to me, and like, oh my gosh, he, he was the sweetest. so sweet, and he became like part of our family, and like mm-hmm. he was just so sweet, and he was here all the time, and um, he was an only child, and so it just was like a very he was a very good first boyfriend. He was he was he set the bar. I somehow fucked the bar up later in my life, but <laughs> he set the bar. He really yeah. did. But he really was, yeah. Long story short, with that one. You know, I think that he then he ended up leaving the school after that year because he went to play professional tennis in Texas. Mm-hmm. And so what happened was by February break, he had gone to Texas to yeah. February break. And I think he knew what was happening. Yeah. And how the fuck do you you're like 14 or 15, 16? No, years old, and it right? was hard. I found a letter from him recently. Yeah, that was him telling you over and over again. He wasn't going to go. And it was like. That's you can't nice, know that. It's not, I wouldn't it's let not my son do that. Right, exactly. No. Can you imagine if Weston was like in no. four years was like, hey, I'm not, I'm going to like no. 
no. stop my life now. And of because- course, of course. But I just, but any, but, but it didn't, what ended up happening was instead of telling me the truth and being like, I'm leaving, let's, we have a few more months together. Um, he just completely like changed and was like a total asshole to me. Now it was a, why do I get Jane Eyre? Why does Jane Eyre play into this? I don't know. The or Bronte sister. Jane Eyre, there was something like that, like Doc Phil, uh, Doc Sullivan's class or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. We had like a fight about Jane Eyre. Or yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know why, but there was something we had a fight in Doc Sullivan's class, but, but did you have was, classes together? Some, maybe one. He was also, he was very smart too, but he was like in science and math and, and he took, he was like a French person and i was a latin person um, you know those two worlds but, can never but miss. i i really he was my best friend and like yeah and, and that so was really I, hard for you so then you yeah. start you know you're and, basically and then, coming in your junior year a new kid well i'm intertwined with all of this because i was kind of like associated with him i guess a little bit and because i was just kind of quiet and like like stayed by myself a lot mm-hmm. people decided to bully me certain guys decided to bully me yeah. And there were, there was a group of guys that were some, most of them were older than me. And I think, I mean, I don't doubt that it had something to do with dating him because there was like definitely like an overlap of time. And then there was like, they were all on the tennis team together. And- well, uh, you also just brushed back the fact that like Matt didn't stay at the school either. No, Matt left the school. That's right. He got kicked out after they found that he was stealing all this stuff. Yeah. Right. <laughs> after they found his stash. Right. And so then- which is, um, again, like, we talked about this a little bit in the episode with Rob. Like, mm-hmm. before the internet, before texting, like, we, we like, brought whatever story we brought home. And then it kind of fizzled. But, yeah. like, you know, that's a crazy story. That you he were friends whole... with somebody that was stealing, yeah. like, lamps from the school. Yeah, yeah. And that he yeah. just, like, hid them in the backwoods. And then you found them. And then it was, like, and that happened. And then, like, probably by Monday, like, it was over for for us like I remember talking about it but like yeah I don't know things the the way that things stay alive because of the fuel of the fire yeah. of the internet thank like god the, it wasn't it, like yeah I know. we had aim well we had a we had instant messenger right I mean but that's that was when. it so, so you'd have to print out do you remember printing out like conversations mm-hmm, to show your friends mm-hmm. yeah yes yeah exactly exactly so I ended up so my so I would say like my junior year um I ended up hanging out with a couple of other girls who were kind of quiet. And then it I wasn't guess... so much friendship as much as just like you're also at this table. Yeah, literally the table in the library. I know. Yeah. The table in the library. Well, and so, so these, but there was like, I would the say librarians like. Librarians got you a gift when you graduated. That <laughs> says a lot. It was an owl. Um, Beanie baby. But I think. There was like maybe five guys. And then, of course, there was girls that, you know, would. Those guys were evil and there's something truly wrong with them. And then then the head baseball coach slash history teacher decided to join them. And then this one girl set me up in the history class to look like I So what happened? What happened was that this other girl who will go by L. No, I'm going to I'm going to tell you what happened. This is what happened. Tell because me. I was thinking about this story because it was another another pivotal moment in my life. All the so I was in a lower I was in like regular hist- American history class because I was taking AP English and AP Latin and yeah, all. Yeah. I I was on the I English, also had to English take the regular English language I mean, the regular history history track that was mm-hmm. kind of mine. I was not. I took conceptual physics with with Mr. Vega <laughs> and. I was and he like, let you quilt in it. And like, I, I almost, well, there's like a lot to say, but I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> but like, I was going to say, I almost wish that I had been pushed into drama and stuff, but that was kind of inaccessible to us. And right. so, um, 
because that I feel like I think I would have dealt better with having that group of people like having like I didn't have a group like I had nobody in a way and so no you didn't I, I, mean... I had outside friends I had, did have some friends outside of school which you know we'll yeah, get into through. yeah but um and so I was in this regular American history class and all the the baseball players, sports player jocks, the jocks took the class as well as this one other girl, L, we'll call her. And she was also that was like her one class that wasn't AP or whatever. Right. She was also like high academic. And she was like very like she was like the worst kind of like hippie, quote unquote. She was like an Judgmental. elitist hippie. Judgmental. Judgy. And so I once so they all would cheat on each other's tests, not her, but the boys would all cheat on it on the test. So I remember very one specifically one day I was sitting at my desk and they were like, you need to move because we need to sit next to each other to cheat. And I said, no, I was like, I'm not moving. And it was like, it's time that I like, like spoke up for myself. And I'm like, I'm not. And I maybe I should have fucking moved. I don't know. But like, I, I didn't think that like they should be. I didn't, wasn't even, I didn't care if they were cheating. And so I basically right. like, you just didn't want to be put out. You were like, to, fucking was like, figure it finally, out on your own. Right. So finally I was like, I remember standing up and being like, like almost like what the fuck I said or something like, and then they like completely mocked me and I was like, and then they were, and then, and then, so they cheated and then give a shit that they were cheating. They weren't cheating off you. No, none of your, and then she told the teacher Mm -hmm. and then he didn't like me, the teacher. And so he literally looked at me as he told the class that somebody cheated and then they all blamed me and she never spoke up and I was bullied horrendously to the point where I had to go to special therapy with the people that were bullying me which is not no here's my recommendation if somebody's being bullied by another person that's the bully's fucking problem don't bring me in no I still would like an apology from that one boy because and I will get it because like he was so pathological he used to chase me around the school with a lacrosse stick um barking at me yeah. And they wrote in your backpack. They wrote they wrote horrible things in my backpack and I have to bring it home to our grandmother and she would have to wash my LL Bean backpack. It was so horrendous. And they would call me. I was, by the way, I was not fat. I had an eating disorder. I was not fat. <laughs> not I worked matters, very hard at that yeah. disordered eating. <laughs> and so they used but, to call me horrible names. Mm-hmm. And like, um, so I had solace. I had there was a boy from outside of school that was like my on again, off again boyfriend, and he made me feel very loved and you know who that is i literally don't know who you're you talking do about. from summer camp the guy from camp oh yeah oh, of course i know <laughs> yeah i was like and i mean like, was so oh, brad too i had brad no, he was like brad my best was friend. your your best friend brad that's why i was confused friend, by on again right. off again boyfriend. and brad was my prom date brad and i were always like brother and sister but yeah. i had and i had that's why i was very confused when i thought you referred to him I, as your on again off again boyfriend. right I, I because i was a, i was a summer camp counselor at the school yeah. I ended no, up I making, no i was gonna say i ended up making some girlfriends from being a counselor right and and they were in port washington and so i would hang out with their friends for a right. long time um, and so I had some friends from outside school, especially junior year. You had a Seen, pretty active social life outside af- of school. Outside of school. Yeah. yeah. I went to, I went to writer's retreats. I, I did things like outside mm-hmm. of school. Um, and, but in school it was not good. It was not good. But the and so school I, really didn't do anything. Nothing. Really like, didn't. I, I did take solace in certain teachers' classrooms and, and, um, by teaching, I did, I actually did student teaching. I student yeah. taught. Um, middle school Latin for a long time mm-hmm. so I learned how to teach there and because of the structure of the school and the structure of classes like right. um, Latin was often multi-grade right. so you had friends I had were... friends that were younger than me like yeah. Maya and Maya and Trevor were dating and so I would hang out with them and Ben Ryan 
which we I, I always love Ben. Ben, if you're listening, I always love you. Um, and so, <laughs> um, you know, a favorite. So, he's just a favorite of the drive. He was a sweetie. Um, I think the last know, time I saw Ben, I was get, going to a club in New York City, and I we're not to tagging him. Ben in this. Um, we're 100 tagging Ben okay. in this. I'm gonna let you do that. Like, listen, there are. There are favorite people of the Dreisen sisters, yes. and it is a blessed position to get yeah. to be one of those people. No, I remember and the day ben our Ryan, grandfather we... died, and Ben Ryan was the one that te- that messaged me on AIM to see if I was okay. Going back to Trevor for a second. So this is like a pivotal story for me, too. So my junior year, junior year, they did the junior musical. The junior musical paid for prom. So you would make one. tickets. It's a big one. Buckle up, everybody. <laughs> so, so <laughs> Trevor and I were spearheading. We were like co-writing this show together. He yeah. was my first, I always say he's my first writing partner. And we would go to our teacher's house. Liza lived on campus with a lot of the teachers were married. So Liza and Jorge were not married yet, but they were just getting married that year, I think. And yeah, they were very This is an unmarried couple. I think so. And they lived on campus and we would go there. We went in August. We went early to work on this play because you would put the play out um, early. Sep- it was like middle September. Yeah. Okay. This was 2001, ladies and gentlemen. So Trevor and I had this. So they, they were like, OK, guys, you need to write a play. You need to write a musical that the whole class has to, to put on right. together. Right. Something that's going to have all 90 or most of the 90 kids, you know, somehow participate in this. And you're going to sell tickets and the tickets are going to pay for prom. Yeah. For junior prom. I don't know. Trevor and I sat and we thought and we pondered and finally we came up with this idea of what Trevor had a little bit of a dark sense of humor. Trevor is his social media is still active, by the way. Um, yeah, he was he viral was, before viral. He, went, was, he was one of the fa- first. Um, and yeah, you still see his yeah. tweets like yeah. circulating. Yeah. And he was also a mental health advocate. It was a show that was designed oh, to Mike incorporate. Greenberg just updated on LinkedIn. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, shout out to Mike Greenberg. Um, and so the the concept of the show was it was the Academy Awards, right? And during the Academy Awards, a I was like an explosion happens or like a bomb goes off or I like it was the, an earthquake the end or of the world. Like it was the end of the world. Yeah, and everybody dies. And so in order to get into heaven or hell, they have to perform an act. So all these celebrities, all these celebrities that were at the Academy Awards were going to have to go and perform an act. And we wrote out the entire script. We have all these famous celebrities in there. Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie. Right. We had like we wrote these like um, it was like Saturday Night Live. Right. We wrote these skits for everybody. And then we were going to have people like, you know, do these skits. We wrote out the script. Super proud of it. And then September 11th happens. Yeah. And I was like, well, this is completely inappropriate. Like, we can't put on a, sh- a musical. And the, the play was supposed to be, like, two weeks after September yeah, 11th. Yeah, it was right after. And I'm like, we can't put on a musical about uh, this mass destruction after literally, like, we had members of the uh, community, community die on, yeah. in September mm-hmm. 11th. Mm-hmm. And um, I was told, well, then you need to talk to the class about it and see what they think. And if they'd be willing to, like um postpone the show or so you guys can write another one or whatever right so I got up there with Trevor in front of all of this class and who by the way they all hated me anyway because well there was also other issues too which I'll get into but um I was a, I guess I I did use my voice a little bit more than I thought and people didn't like that but um yeah. and so I said to everybody 
we're really uncomfortable with putting this on because it's about Matt, whatever, you know, September yeah. 11th just mm-hmm. happened. And everybody looked at me and they were like, uh, no, we need our prom and we have to put this on. And I was like, well, I'm not going to do this. I can't. And yeah. I remember going into Liza's office and I said to her, what am I supposed to do? I wrote, this is my first big writing piece. And I always wanted to be a writer. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Trevor and I worked all summer on this. Like, mm-hmm. And she said, you, and I will never forget. She goes, you need to be able to look at yourself in the mirror and know that what you see in the mirror is somebody you respect. Yeah. And I said, well, I'm not going to be part of this. And so they performed my show and I was not, they, took, your name off of they it. took my name off of it. And you said, you said, I want my name. not. I, yeah. I didn't want any part of it. I thought it was incredibly disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah. And I only went to junior prom for about three seconds, but I was going to say the Did other you go to junior prom with my friends, like the girls. And yeah. Yeah. I was always very proud of the decisions I made. Um, I did used to get caught with when I dated that boy, we would get caught like making out like all, all over the school by the headmaster. And he was Never. just finally he was kind of like, Oh, stop. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> just knock it off already. <laughs> like, I don't want to watch two nerds making out. Um yeah. yeah, I never had that experience. We had very different experiences. But like it wasn't great. And you know, I think it set yeah. me up for a lot of confidence issues going into college. And my later dating experiences, and I still hate those guys. So they know. deserve that. Nope. You know, it was an experience, but I, I was like, I really did find who I was. Like, I was a writer. I always wrote. Mm-hmm. I journaled a ton during that time. The fact that nobody knew you had ADHD, but you had to quilt during class in order to pay mm-hmm. attention is, you know, concerning. Nobody spotted it. And like, it. shout out to like that boyfriend, Jay. Because I had some serious disordered eating and would try to skip lunch and he would like make me eat half his lunch. Like I still can taste the wrap that like that they used to wrap those wraps in. Mm -hmm. Like some might stale, like, Mm -hmm. you know. Why were the wraps so we stale? They just got through so many. And we paid a lot of money for that school. Um, When we did meeting for worship every Thursday because we went to a Quaker school, Mm -hmm. which was all also interesting. Like, yeah, I'm realizing now that somebody that I thought was my friend, um, well up through college, Mm -hmm. uh, wrote something kind of snarky in my yearbook my freshman year. And then Mm -hmm. also when it came to making the like superlatives for our yearbook, made a joke about how often I stood up in meeting for worship and I'm putting together just now that she is not a good, nice person to me. <laughs> and and I'm, we're not friends anymore. I don't remember you but... talking that much to me for worship. I feel like I would have pulled you aside and been like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I remember don't hearing you I mean, talk. you weren't there like the last like, two oh, years. I you weren't there the last two years. I wasn't talking that much. Trust me, I'm very aware of numbers. But we did. We had meeting for worship, which, you know, it's interesting because, like, you we did go to a religious school it just was it was just quaker you know which of all religions the best part of the week was meeting for worship was on thursday morning and after so we would go if you if anybody doesn't know quaker meeting for worship is silent worship so you go into a space there's kind of designated areas by class that you would sit you had to cross the street because we would go into the the street yeah the meeting for worship is not really the the meetings What's it called? Space. House at meeting house. Meeting is not, house. N- the meeting house right. is not really associated with the school. It's just kind of right. near the school. So right. we walk all cross the street and we go right. to meeting for worship. You sit in silence for 45 minutes as a high schooler. You sit for 45 minutes. If you yeah. are in quotes, moved by the light of God, you stand up and give a message. I wasn't always moved by the light of God, but I had things to say. Um, and afterwards they would end meeting for worship by 
like the head of like, I don't know, the task committee or something like that would shake yeah. hands. I often was the one that said task was teachers hands. and students for Quaker education. Yes. And I was president of task my senior year. Um, I didn't know that. <laughs> I was really involved. And then you would go back, you would filter out and you'd go back to the high school. And then we would have um, advisory and advisory mm-hmm. was like homeroom. It was like your homerooms, yeah. but you would have these like 45, 30 to 45 minutes every Thursday. Sometimes they would have some sort of thing that they were talking about. Right. Um, at, and somebody would always bring a snack. Mm-hmm. Um, so there would always be a snack. So be donuts or cake bagels. or cupcakes or bagels. Yeah. Bagels were a big one. Um, and then after that, we would have time for clubs. Um, and so the thing about meeting for worship, right? So that's like, like did we not, go to school? So you had like one, you have one class before the meeting for worship. Right. Then, you, then you have meeting from like, let's say nine to nine 45. You get to yeah. school at eight, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. eight you know, eight 15 to nine, you have a class nine to nine 45. You have MFW meeting for yeah. worship nine 45 to 10, 15. You have advisory 10, 15 to 11. 11 you have, right. um, Club. clubs. Then you have one class from 11 to 12 or two right. classes from 11 right. to one. And then you're done and then you lunch so basically and you go, like our fridays were wednesdays our fridays were testing days and then that was it like i so i always mm-hmm. have had this life where it's like by the time i get to friday i'm done like and thursdays was just this downhill yeah. i mean right our wednesdays were fridays really i mean we mm-hmm. had school monday tuesday wednesday and then you most teachers didn't give tests on thursdays no. um and then maybe you'd have a test or two on a friday but it was like this really sh- weirdly short week that's where usually like tuesdays and wednesdays like yeah I have no yeah, memory. it's funny. I, I still never have about nightmares about our schedule, though. Mm-hmm. It was like, scary. what do I have? A block. What do I have? I, a- I, and like with like what level of like is my lo- where's my locker? What's the oh, code? Yeah. I mean, I have nightmares about that all the time. I moved into Audie's locker junior year. We <laughs> shared a locker my last two years. I mean, you want to talk about romantic codependency? Yeah, <laughs> we were super codependent. I just was talking to Pam the other day. She was like, "Oh yeah, but you took AP photo with me," and I was like, "No, I was just in the art space because Audie was doing an independent study in, in art, and I was just there all the time because I didn't really have any other friends because this one other girl that I thought was my good friend apparently was being really mean. There to was me like a you know, <laughs> as structured as the school was, there was like a little bit of like a wild, wild west thing to it. When we were then there. there was yeah, I don't know what it's like now, but yeah, yeah, but like when we were there, there was definitely like people. Campus. It yeah. was a big campus. There were a lot of places to hide. There were a lot of places to be. You had to be outside, so it was easy to disappear. Right. From what I hear of it now, there were a lot of people doing drugs. I do. I did know that there were people doing drugs on campus when I was there, but I didn't really see it. Um, there was one girl that came over and touched my face for a prolonged period of time. <laughs> I'm also realizing now maybe that was a drug thing. <laughs> that was so weird. We were I was like, we're not girls. friends. Yeah. No, I had no idea that that stuff was going on. So um well thank you for sharing your experience about high school thank you for sharing your experience you know I I always feel so bad because you had a tough time and nobody really did anything (laughs) you know I will say this if it makes you feel any better it was tough in the moment looking back I can laugh about it and I don't think I mean I feel bad like I feel sad for the person I was but I also knew that I had like a little bit of like a rebel spirit and and also looking back from my perspective you 
it's maybe it was tough in the moment, but you also came to it with a very like reporterly sort of attitude yeah. where you you didn't seem terribly upset by it. You were like, can you it was annoying. This, this it was yeah, like you seemed more annoying. annoying. You didn't seem like it didn't get inside you. It didn't get to the point where you thought that this was like what you deserved. I think you were pretty no, tough about it. I was like confused. And I did have a couple of really great moments with these guys later because there's yeah. there's reunions that I've gone to that you haven't gone to that are all school no, and they have come up to me and been like oh who are you and mm-hmm. i'm like don't talk to me i'm olivia's sister like get away from me and that that felt pretty good because i knew it was happening and there it just yeah. you know i think maybe it would feel differently now it didn't feel like our parents business right no. like it didn't feel like something we should be telling them it just didn't feel like that it felt like this is the thing that happens at school like what are we gonna do run home and tell mommy about it like it, yeah. it didn't make sense to tell them and i I was still really heartbroken. I'm going to be honest. Like I, I was very heartbroken by that relationship ending for like another five years. Like it was like, it was like really devastated me because again, the narrative shifted like, and and right. When you're fifth, when you're 16, right. And somebody's writing you love letters and they're like, we're going to spend the rest of our life together. And you're so amazing. And And I love you. Have no reason to not believe. Why would you not believe them? Especially when your parents did that. Right. And your Mm -hmm. aunt and uncle did that. So like when that came crashing down and then I came back my junior year and, and we wasn't there. Right. He wasn't there. And and like, we kind of like resolved like to just like, I think like the way that he kind of said it was like, he really had to focus on, tennis and I respected and I understood that and so we were like okay well let's kind of just like be friends like and then he just disappeared Disappeared. but like I think I my heart was so broken and like so I think that I um you were in like a fog I I was and I like couldn't open myself up to other people and like I I did have like some people outside of school that luckily like don't worry. Help pick up the pieces of my broken heart. Um, but, <laughs> but but like with that boy in particular, I didn't understand. Right. It's like I was so young and like I didn't like, you know, and I still have all those letters. And when I look at them, it's like, of course, I like and he and I'm sure he felt that way. He believed it at the time. Right. 100%. We all believed it at the time. Right. Yeah. And it was like the first real like like chemistry and like sexual relationship and like you know it was just like everything and I had been he came with you when you got your ears pierced. my ears pierced and he met yeah. our grandfather and my grand yeah. our grandmother and like like he it was like and I think that he was a loner right so for him it was like he got this like family and he got this like best friend and like this was like and we would like instant message all night he didn't even have a self he I got a cell phone when I was 16 so after no right when we were dating I had a cell phone but he didn't have his own phone and his mother was like pretty like overbearing and you know they and again they had him on this track right it was like very much a track yeah and then he didn't end up becoming a professional tennis player so you know it is what it is but um I hope I wish him well so you know and again it did it I do I I still and if you if you're listening you know we're talking about and you're him Please reach out. We miss he you. He definitely is not listening to this podcast, <laughs> but I do. And and he did set the bar really high. And, and that's a beautiful thing. It is. But and it's I, tough. It's tough. And he never, and I will say this, and this is really, really important. And I want the world to know this because when you have children who are dating when they're, and I use the word children, they're 15, 16 years old. Mm-hmm. He never made me feel anything less than beautiful and wonderful about my body. And that right. really. It's possible. 
made an impact because later when I was married to somebody who made me feel like shit about the way that I looked, I knew that I didn't always have to put up with that because I had had people in my past who made me feel beautiful. And also that we don't get to make excuses for teenagers that are dating. Like they don't know better. You can know better. And and he he did. Yeah, he did. And he was so kind about it. So, you know, major thanks to him. And I I do. I, I hope I, I, you know, and again, like I, I wish that I wish it was more like culturally acceptable to like, I mean, I've reached, we've chat, we've talked slightly over the years, but he won't watch my Instagram stories is all I'm saying. He I've tagged my him Instagram in stories, stories and he does not look at them. So, and I was close to him too. You were, it's hard. It's hard. These like relationships are hard, but well, there are some people, for Audie you know, and I, we stayed very close. I know. I know. Audie was my very first website designer. Was he? Yeah. I don't remember that. I paid him $15 every three months. Really? I have no memory of that. That was very expensive. It was very expensive. Uh, Adi, um, I was going to say too, like for me, he was so important. I think the the scary thing for me was that I paired being treated like that with somebody that wasn't sexually interested in you. Yeah. Yeah. And so I kind of didn't understand that you could have somebody that treated you like gold and also was like, you know, into women right. for me and so that was tough because I had to sort of find my way back but I think yeah I mean similarly like I had somebody that treated me so well it just for whatever reasons it wasn't the right thing yeah well we know the reasons why it wasn't the right thing yeah I'm not Alex right we he's living Alex. with him right? <laughs> yeah we do love Alex well, anyway well thank you for I coming on this journey with us today <laughs> Jesus Christ, long episode. But uh, we're grateful. Let us know if you have any other particular questions. Um, or what it was like going to a Quaker school or. Yeah. Uh, you can blame Beth for this podcast episode. She did suggest uh, high school. And Olivia and I could talk about that. I mean, honestly, I'm proud that we cut it off at an hour and a half. We could go through the yearbook next time. Oh, we have geez. words. We have words. Yeah. Anyway. Well, uh, we could just, just dissect this whole thing where I'm realizing that a person I thought was my friend for the last 20 years isn't. So yeah, well, <laughs> we'll, we'll take that off. We'll take that off record for a moment. Well, uh, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Fresh Stories so that we can keep uh, telling really wild stories about our lives like that. <laughs> I, I, by the way, I'm, everybody's probably like, "Wow, that was real wild." Those high school stories. Oh, I, I mean, the Matt story is amazing. I forgot uh, about that. You know, it was called El Dorado. El that Dorado. was what they called their... I always remember mm-hmm. that he said he said the word antique, antique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's go connect. I bet he, he'll remember me. I got to go look him in. Okay, we got to go. We got to go look up people go LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to today's story. We're always here and we're proud of you. Until next time, brave one. A Fresh Story is brought to you by Fresh Starts Registry, the first and only platform for everything you need to start again. You can read the show notes and learn more about today's episode at freshstartsregistry.com slash podcast. Mm-hmm.